Welcome to A Smashing Theory, the Super Smash Bros. Switch Prediction Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And uh, hey, everybody. Yes. Brand new podcast. Exciting. So what is this podcast about? Well, on March 8th, which is yesterday at the time of this recording. That's right. Nintendo released one of their patented Nintendo Directs. And at the end of that Nintendo Direct, they announced a brand new Super Smash Bros. game for the Nintendo Switch coming out by the end of 2018. Right. We have very few details that we're going to discuss uh, in this episode. Um, At least with regard to actual news about the actual Smash game, uh, because we don't know a lot about it yet, except that it's arriving hopefully sometime this year. They seem to think that it's arriving sometime this year. Yeah. So we've decided to... In our hype for this game, even with the very little we know about it, with our excitement, we've decided to uh, start a podcast that's going to run until that game comes out, uh, where we predict what is going to be in Smash Bros. for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, what the roster is going to be like, what new stages and items and features they're going to add. We're going to do this over the course of several episodes, and each episode I'll tackle one to three franchises that are represented in Smash Bros. or will be represented in Smash Bros. And we'll go through that franchise's history within Smash Bros. So as a bonus, this is also kind of a Smash Bros. history podcast. Yeah. And then we'll predict what stuff we think Sakurai and his friends will add. So... That's our concept. Why should you listen to us? Great question, Daniel. Why should they listen to us? Well, Sean, we are both huge fans of Smash Bros. and Nintendo in general. We have a lot of knowledge of the various IPs under Nintendo's stable. And most importantly, obviously, one time there was a contest on an internet forum where everyone had to predict what Smash Bros. 4's roster would be like. Over 120 people entered. I entered as well, and I got second place, which is obviously uh, the most important place to get in a contest. Uh, I don't know what happened to the first place guy. Hey, man, uh, first is the worst, second is the best, third is the one who has to play Ness. I like Ness, actually. Yeah, no, actually, I well, you know, I... He's he's fine. <laughs> I like him better in his source game than I do in, in the world of Smash Bros. Uh, yeah, that's fair. To give you some context on how I got that silver medal, I was uh, one of the only people to guess that Robin from Fire Emblem would be playable. Uh, maybe that doesn't sound impressive now, but... No, like, in, in hindsight, it's weird that, that so few people predicted that at the time, you know... Uh, that's nobody knew the fog of war you know was yeah. in play yeah six less than six percent of people that participated in that contest guessed that the fire emblem awakening my unit character would be playable about three percent of people guessed that duck hunt dog would be playable and I was one of those 3%. And 0.1% of people, specifically <laughs> Daniel Thorson, guessed that he would be an awesome character that was really fun to play. <laughs> that came out of left field. Yeah, man, I, I love Duck Hunt Dog. He he's was cool. Actually, he's actually the closest thing I had to like a main in Smash 4. Very frustrating to deal with Daniel when he was playing Duck Hunt Dog. I um, essentially tried out like six to eight different characters in an effort to counter his Duck Hunt Dog. <laughs> and only kind of succeeded. Uh, Zelda was was kind of the one he settled on. Yes, lots of mobility, nifty combos. Yeah, other stuff I guess right. Uh, I guess that Pokemon Trainer would not be returning, which a lot of people just assumed that he would be. Because that was a, that was a good guess too. And every third party character that I guessed was a correct guess. That's nuts. Yeah, I guessed that Mega Man would be in it. I guessed that Pac Man would be in it. I guessed that Snake would not be in it. I guessed that Bayonetta. Uh, would be in it. And obviously, I guess that Sonic would return. Uh, I did not guess that Cloud or Ryu would show up. Very few people guessed either of those. And that's I... the kind of guess that would have sounded like wishful thinking until it happened. You yeah. Know, like, oh, whatever, you fucking Capcom fan. Get out of here. <laughs> Ryu yeah. in Smash. And then there he was. <laughs> Cloud. Uh, 
And then there he was. Yeah. He wasn't even in a PlayStation game. I mean, he wasn't <laughs> even in a, a Nintendo game until then. Uh, right? Yeah. Um, he was in... <laughs> He was in Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, that's right. Yep. Wow. So he technically qualified for uh, characters that have shown up on a Nintendo platform. Today before. on Hidden History of the Smash roster, Danny T informs you about Cloud. My my track record with my guesses was not perfect. I guessed uh, several things wrong also. I thought that Paper Mario would be playable. Would have been cool. Uh I was really in the camp that Ridley would be playable. Mm-hmm. I thought that this was the one. I thought this is where they're finally going to do it. Ridley's going to be playable. I think there, there wasn't there like a leak where it seemed like he was going to be, but that was actually just his model for his boss version or something like. Uh, oh, yeah. What you're remembering is there was a tease. Okay. Uh, there was a tease of the Metroid stage that, that showed like sort of like Ridley's shadow on the stage. Right. Uh, Some people were like, oh, my God clearly ridley's going to be playable well actually people were like oh my god ridley's clearly going to be a boss on that stage oh i see uh and they were right yeah they were right that's <laughs> that's exactly what it was but a lot of people were like well they wouldn't show the shadow on the stage if he was just a boss like clearly this is like some kind of fake out and sakurai's gonna be like yeah he's playable i was one of those people i was wrong it's, it's sakurai it's not hideo kojima <laughs> <laughs> but sakurai likes surprising he's, he's, people he's, he's, he's trolly you know yeah. he's not up there in like the ed boon tier of the stratosphere but he's up there <laughs> there there was literally a smash direct where he was talking about how they were going to make some changes to returning characters, and he started with showing Zero Suit Samus. Right, but then he immediately called his own bluff. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Zero Suit Samus will not be returning. Just joshing! Oh, she's got rollerblades now, or whatever happened in, to her. <laughs> that is the exact tone with which <laughs> with which Sakurai introduced that character. I'm actually just like, you know how Barack Obama had like his anger interpreter at one of the press dinners? <laughs> I am Sakurai's uh, enthusiasm interpreter. Great joke, Oh, Sean. we back in this with a new <laughs> smash. Oh, you don't know what kind of smash it is, but Splatoon got the thing in the eye. Welcome to a smashing theory. <laughs> <laughs> I my weirdest guess, my the weirdest thing that I decided to double down on was that Sheik would not be returning, and uh, that she would be replaced by Impa from Skyward Sword. I thought it'd still be basically a transformation mechanic where you'd hit down B and Zelda would like tag in Impa basically. Mm. Uh, because we didn't realize yet that Sakurai was just completely removing transformations from the game. Right. The cutoff for our guessing was before the first trailer for Smash Bros. 4. Right. And uh, there were a lot of characters that I was even surprised by. I didn't guess uh, Bowser Jr., although I thought there was a chance he'd show up. I just didn't put him on my list. Sure. Uh, I didn't guess Rosalina at all. Uh, we Fit Trainer came out of nowhere. Did anybody in that contest guess that We Fit Trainer was going to be in the game? Zero percent of the wow. of the guessing pool guessed We Fit Trainer correct. And you know, uh, she turned out to be a pretty cool character. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, considering yeah, no, what they I had to work with. I, yeah, I loved her aesthetically, and I think it's great that she's in. Her moveset ended up being surprisingly boring. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. I w- really, I wish she just threw balance boards at people <laughs> <laughs> all fight long. Uh, huh, good job. <laughs> just that whole thing. But that is, uh, that's a sample of my perspective when I went into Smash 4. I think... Generally, that no one can really know what Sakurai is thinking 100%. I think that even uh, even though I'm going to bring up a lot of deep cuts and and think of what could surprise us as uh, as we go through our predictions, I think that even my wackiest guess will probably be beaten by something that Sakurai comes up with. You never know what Sakurai is going to come up with for these uh, games. But, yeah. but maybe we do. <laughs> Listen to this podcast and then play the game to put the puzzle pieces together. <laughs> My favorite part, really, of Smash Bros. might just be this period before the game comes out where we all get to figure out what's going to be in that game. What new characters we're going to get, what new stages, what new items. So I roped my buddy Sean into making an entire podcast out of it uh a lot it's kind of funny that you uh 
at the beginning of the podcast, you said we're both huge Smash fans. You're a bigger Smash fan than me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's fair to say, um, but I do still... I, I absolutely agree with you that the fa- the kind of will-they-or-won't-they phase of waiting to see which characters is gonna are going to be in the new game, that's a really fun part of uh, participating in the Smash experience. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the format is going to be me sort of making a lot of the predictions and Sean being kind of the Watson to my Sherlock as we uh, go down this journey together. But Holmes, why do you think the Duck Hunt Dog will be returning for the next Smash game? Oh, it's elementary, my dear Seanson. Uh, dogs are cool. Gadzooks! <laughs> You've done it again with your impeccable logic. I love Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is going to be in the next match. <laughs> <laughs> the Ace Attorney version of Sherlock Holmes. Yes, yes, exactly. That we never got in with, America. With little Iris Watson. Oh, man. Can't believe we never got those games. Maybe there will be a high-quality fan translation of that at a later time. That'd be nice. Yeah. So, with our introductions out of the way... Right. Let's just talk about the reason this podcast exists. The announcement trailer. Yes. And what a trailer it was. Yeah, so what what happened in the NASA trailer, Sean? So initially we had some Inklings running around trying to splat each other, and it was a nice little wholesome Splatoon-type situation. You know, a bit of a tonal shift from earlier in the uh, Direct when we had kind of this dark, gritty, octoling thing going on. Yeah. Which was also cool, but not what this podcast is about. Right. Then suddenly the lights shut off, and shit gets fucking real. (laughs) There's a giant flaming Smash logo in the air, illuminating the silhouettes of several returning characters. There's a close-up shot of that logo being reflected in the female Splatoon's eye, and then the trailer's (laughs) over. (laughs) Yeah, basically, we see, like, some, some, like, really, like, grim, like, silhouettes of, of a bunch of Smash characters, like... Like they stepped out of this portal and they're about to just beat the <laughs> shit out of the Inkling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the word 2018 flashes right. over the uh, yes the trailer. I I love like I I love Smash trailers. Yes, me too. I I especially love whenever they they sort of start out the Smash trailer without. <laughs> Without making it obvious that it's a Smash trailer first. Yeah, I was online after that trailer premiered, and a couple of people said, like, oh my god, I thought it was going to be more Splatoon, and I shut the stream off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's that's great. I uh, Sean and I were actually watching the Direct together, and uh, once the ink showed up, uh, and the Splatoon, the Inklings jumped out of it, Sean was like, what, more Splatoon? We just, <laughs> like, got this whole trailer. And... I thought for half a second right. I said Splatoon and Smash. Yeah, it just immediately you were on that. That that was like when the first Monster Hunter World trailer came out and I saw like half of a shot of a guy with a sword walking through some bushes and I was like, it's a Monster Hunter game! And you weren't <laughs> sure for like half the trailer after yeah, that. Uh, Same deal. Yeah, exactly. I could just sense it. I'm like, oh, here it is. Right. Here it is. Actually, weirdly, the first thought that I had as soon as I saw the ink was like Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that like that yeah, orange uh, splat. Yeah. But then the inklings came out. I was like, oh, okay, more Splatoon two stuff. Oh, wait a minute! It, oh. <laughs> and that was pretty much my whole situation. Yeah, I was just. I think I. I think I was just yelling Splatoon and Smash, Splatoon right. and Smash for like. <laughs> you were yelling. Yeah. Uh, you were. Yeah. There was definitely some yelling happening. Uh, fortunately, I wasn't sitting right next to you. <laughs> my girlfriend was. Uh, she's. Good. <laughs> She loves me very much, and she's a very patient person. That she is, and that she does, but in reverse. Uh, she doesn't do a very patient person. Well, you're patient, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's break down uh, the various elements of the trailer. So, first of all, uh, it confirms that the Inklings are going to be playable in Smash. Yes. That's, that's very obvious. And that is great. I, I agree. Um, and a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, no, they're a fantastic inclusion. Really, I think a lot of people were hoping that they'd be DLC for Smash 4. And uh, and actually got to the point where your me can wear an Inkling costume in Smash 4 for Wii U. That's right, because uh, those characters were in that game. Yeah. The Miis were there. Yeah, the Mi Gun is also a correct guess that I made. Uh, only 20% of the rest of the... Oh, that you'd be able to play as your me? Yeah. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't guess that you'd be able to play as your me three different times. Right. Uh, but then again, who would except yeah. for Sakurai because he made it up. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't guess that. He thought of that, and then it was like, "Guys, I had a great idea," and they were like, "Well, we have to do this now," and uh, that's how it happened. That that sounds like he woke up from a dramatic fever dream <laughs> <laughs> after a rousing game of Wii tennis, 
and then thought to himself, wait a minute, smash. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's the whole story. Uh, so you could pretend to be an inkling uh, as a me gunner in right. Smash 4, but the characters themselves were never made playable. So I think this is one of the most obvious picks, uh, but I think it's going to be a really great pick. And we'll, oh, me too. We'll be capping off this episode with uh, some Splatoon-related predictions. Right. Uh, this is mostly going to be an introductory episode where we just like cover the news and like talk about what Smash 5 could be in general. But we'll, we'll do a little Splatoon predicting just for fun. Yeah, just to grease the gears, wet the whistle. Uh, anyway, then... Uh... <laughs> wet, wet them whistlies. Woo! Uh, so then, uh, then the Inkling sees uh, the Smash logo, and you get to see two kind of clearish looks at Mario and Link. Link is in his Breath of the Wild design. Yes. So the question is, will Link finally get a revised moveset that makes him interesting to play? So, here's what I think about that. Apologies to the Link mains out there. (laughs) I never play as Link. So here's what I think. Sakurai, he likes to reinvent the wheel a lot. He makes a lot of changes, but over four games, you sort of see some consistent things that Sakurai does. Sure. One uh, one thing that Sakurai almost never does is completely change an existing character's moveset or even, like, revamp it heavily. Uh, there have been a few points over the course of the series where... Like he gave Mario the Flood, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. For Sunshine. That's, that's probably the biggest example, yeah. yeah. And I definitely remember thinking, this is stupid. I just want my... What, what was it before? The cape? Was it the cape? Uh, the, the the little thing where he oh, twirls. Yeah, his... you know, he... Yeah, I guess that was fine, actually. Because <laughs> when does he do that in Mario games? Yeah, and Luigi kept the twirl, so right. really that, that moveset still got to exist, more or less. Right. But yeah, like, in general, he might change a move of a character here or there. Or revamp Final Smashes or something. But a character will never get, like, a major moveset revamp, as evidenced by Ganondorf still being a Captain Falcon clone. Which is so dumb. 13 years after his introduction. (laughs) I just want him to have, like, a sword. Yeah. He uses the sword in the victory pose. Yeah. He does not otherwise have the sword. Uh, He has it in his taunts. Let him pull the sword out and do damage with it. (laughs) Let him turn into Big Ganon in a way other than the final smash. Maybe just a move. Let, anyway, we're getting into like theorizing, and uh, obviously, you know, we ha- we will do that at a later time. But suffice it to say that I wish Ganondorf was his own character. I agree with that. Thank yeah. you. So it would be weird if Link, with this design, like had any major changes, right? So I think one possibility is that Link just looks like uh, Breath of the Wild Link. He has some aesthetic changes, mm-hmm. like his bomb is like now the the blue, like right. translucent cubes and stuff. But otherwise, he is the exact same moveset. Okay. But here's a possibility I'm kind of wondering mm-hmm. uh, could happen. Link will have a revamped moveset, mm-hmm. right? Instead of the the sword spin for his up B, he brings out his uh, his sail, his oh, glider. Okay. He uses his runes for some of his B moves. Mm-hmm. And since Breath of the Wild Link never has the hook shot, like his grapple changes completely. Mm-hmm. He shows up in the default roster as Champion Link. Ah. Then Classic Link uh-huh. is an unlockable character. I see. With... Uh, and he looks like Skyward Sword or Twilight Princess Link. Mm. He looks like Smash 4 Link, basically. That sounds like Sakurai. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, I think, would go, well, that's a stupid idea. Two Links. And I agree on some level, but Masahiro Sakurai doesn't care what you think is stupid. I was going to say, <laughs> what I think is going to happen is people are going to say, that's a stupid idea. Two Links. And then Toon Link is also going to be in the game. <laughs> yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. sorry. Not just two Links, but three Links. Right. And uh, and that's why people will write it off as impossible. But, like, Smash 4 had Dr. Mario and Dark Pit in it. Right. And an- another character that got 0% of the guesses was Dr. Mario. And Dark wow. Pit got, like, I don't know, less than 10%. I'm actually surprised that more people guessed Dark Pit than Dr. Mario. At least with Dr. Mario, you have precedent, you know. Yeah. He's been in previous games. Dark Pit, 
is not only new but also stupid. I think a I think a lot of people thought that Dark Pit would have a different kind of move set than Pit, mm, right? Uh, because you know he does some things in Kid Icarus Uprising that that are different than what I Pit see. does. Uh, so I thought that they, I think that they were sort of, they were they, expecting that more effort would be put into the character than yeah. what actually got put into the character. Yeah, correct. I see. So that's, that's one thing I'm, I'm wondering if that's a possibility, mm-hmm. like basically champion link and classic link being different characters, which could be justified in that they are literally different links right there are different incarnations of that character i'm not going to lock that in as a prediction yet we'll save that for the zelda episode sure but that's that's a little sample of what i'm thinking right now all right uh and finally uh we got some other silhouettes in the trailer that were less distinct than mario and link right there's like 15 there's like somewhere between 12 and 20 silhouettes and a lot of them aren't very obvious yeah or hard to make out well for a lot of it because i went back after i watched the trailer you know at a later time Mm -hmm. i uh kind of went back and i i did a little freeze framing on youtube to see what i could see yeah and the silhouettes are very small uh in the moment that you get to see all of them it's like the focus of the camera is it's kind of like way back toward where the splatoon character is Mm -hmm. and they're way off in the distance yeah and so i i didn't feel like print screening and like zooming in that's Uh, okay i was gonna say i figured people on the internet would do that they sure did yeah and what they found was that there's some very obvious silhouettes for bowser samus in her in her armor uh chic uh doing sort of a classic uh Uh, yes um shoulders like arms cross pose donkey kong his classic cow lick is there (laughs) kirby because there's literally just like a ball right uh i mean it's sakurai uh, you game. can kind of make out Pikachu, I think. Okay. And Yoshi's head is like just, <laughs> just in like the the left corner. And those are all very obvious picks, I think. Yeah. I think even if we didn't see their silhouettes in that trailer, you could sort of guarantee all those characters are going to show up. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm not upset by the inclusion of any of them. You yeah. Know? Like it's a good staple roster. Yeah. They're the classics. They're good. They're good picks. And the last thing in the trailer is obviously the release date, 2018. No. Uh, month yeah no month uh no date um but i have a couple thoughts Mm -hmm. of like a general window sure it could be in one thing that actually made me think that we could be seeing smash bros as early as this year before we even got this trailer Mm -hmm. is that a couple months a month ish back uh at an earning report nintendo announced that their paid online service nintendo online would launch in September 2018, with a variety of features and and incentives for us to, you know, pay a yearly rate to play online games. And I figured that they would have to release a game alongside that that would make people want to pay for the service. The most obvious pick for that is Smash Bros, right? right? Like, that that's how you get people to pay for your online. The promise that you'll get to play Smash Bros with, with a stable online connection. Right. I think September is the earliest that Smash Bros. is going to come out. I think it could launch alongside the online service. Okay. And uh, to the point where if Smash Bros. comes out in October or November instead, I could see them delaying the online service in Mm -hmm. October or November. But basically, I could see Smash coming out as early as September. I could see it not being like a holiday title. I think it'd be a great holiday title. Yes. But basically, I do think it's... It's meant to release this year to sort of complement that Nintendo Online service. Now, here's an official prediction that you can make, Daniel. Do you think that it is likely that Smash will get delayed past 2018? I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sakurai is one of those people that wants to release something when it's done. Sure. And he's not afraid to delay things. Mm-hmm. Smash Bros. Brawl got delayed into the following year. It was supposed to come out in 2007, and it came out, and it came out in March of 2008 instead. Oh my god, that game is 10 years old this month? <laughs> it was 10 years old this month. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, we're fucking ancient. Yeah, early March, too, so it's, it's 10 years old now. Yeah. I saw gray hairs in my beard yesterday morning in the fucking mirror we're old (laughs) both of us we're so fucking old me older than you yeah yeah but i mean not not by enough that it matters Nah, we're just both decrepit old men i it matters to me i can i can feel i can feel my age my bones are (laughs) i'm turning into dust as we speak i'm 30 (laughs) (laughs) i'm 28 uh that would be a great move for like a smash character though 
<laughs> bones? Turn, he turns your bones into dust and then the game ends. <laughs> he, he wins. D- dry bones for Smash Bros. And yet somehow he doesn't get banned in the competitive scene. But Mario does or something. What? I was making a bad joke. Please uh, go on. Okay. Uh... <laughs> and that was the trailer. Uh, we do know one other thing about Smash Bros. And that is that uh, Masahiro Sakurai is directing again. Uh, he made a tweet that I have the translation pulled up here. The tweet was in Japanese. Uh, people translated it. And roughly what he said was, Although we're barely at the stage where we've only announced the title, I've been quietly working on it day after day. Please wait until we can reveal its contents, or until the time of its release! Two exclamation points. Okay. And I think this is a great uh, segue into some general predictions to make for the game as a whole. Cool. Right? The big question being, is this going to be an upgraded port? Is this going to be like a Smash 4.5? Or is this going to be largely a whole new game that maybe uses the same engine, but like just makes it a, a different experience with a completely new lineup of stages and maybe not necessarily all 58 characters from the last game. Which would um, you prefer, Daniel? I would prefer uh, it to be a whole new game. Yes. And when uh, when we saw the trailer, and I was sort of like right off the, the heat of it, I was saying this is going to be a Smash 4.5. But after Sakurai's tweet and the more I've thought about it, I think this could be a legit Smash 5 title uh, that does not just port over most of... Uh, Smash 4's features and content. That's what I was leaning toward. Oh yeah, you know the whole yeah. the whole time. A good deal of that may have just been blind optimism. The more that we learn about the game, and at this point, of course, we've learned very little. Yeah. The more I feel that that kind of reinforces that line of thought. Yeah. Here's some here's some facts to yeah. to back it up. Uh, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS came out uh, at the end of 2014. Right. They released DLC for it until February 2016. So the next Smash Bros. game has been in development for a minimum of two years. Mm -hmm. And I think you could argue that after Smash 4 came out in 2014, at least a chunk of that development team, whoever wasn't working on the DLC characters, started working on Smash 5. Right. So we have up to four years of work that will be done on this game before it comes out. That is enough for a new Smash Bros. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's quite an incubation period. Yeah. And who knows when the cutoff time for, like, the roster decisions were made or whatever. I feel like we're at least going to get, like, a largely brand new lineup of stages. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be some very different features that don't just feel like additions to Smash 4. I think I think elements of Smash 4 will just be missing. I think he's not going to bother bringing Smash Tour back. I think... Uh, and that's fine. I think the classic mode will be changed again. I think that will have some kind of story mode. Okay. You think the subspace emissary is coming back? I think something not quite as ambitious or weird as subspace emissary. That's good. But I think that, I think that idea of of an adventure mode of like a single player, like campaign Mm -hmm. will be kind of revisited in some way. I think one thing that was really cool about brawl and subspace emissary was like boss characters that weren't playable. And I, I feel like there's such cool, possibilities for new bosses they could put in this game that i think that's something that could happen i think we could get a new a new adventure or story mode cool that seems likely to me too yeah um what are what are some some new modes or features that you would want in a smash 5 well uh you know uh in terms of completely new stuff this isn't something that i want to address super heavily or vociferously in this podcast (laughs) uh and daniel already knows what i'm going to say yeah i am sometimes frustrated by the competitive smash community (laughs) and uh how they kind of butt heads with sakurai's decisions not necessarily because they're wrong but just because i feel as though they have to kind of gut a lot out of smash bros to make it competitive yeah uh and kind of viable in the tournament scene and i think that's too bad yeah because you know you're kind of having to ignore a lot of what makes smash for me really compelling i would love it if there was some kind of way that more of the game could appear in competitive smash once it becomes a competitive game yeah i don't necessarily know what kinds of features might have to be added or changes made or things like that but just if there was some type of way that we could kind of see more of that game in the competitive scene that would be my my dream yeah i agree with that a lot because 
it's always kind of a bummer sometimes to watch competitive Smash 4 or competitive Melee. Right, and because... it's like Final Destination Captain Falcon versus Captain Falcon. Well, Fox versus Fox. Oh, actually, yeah, 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 that's true. Captain Falcon actually, I think, is kind of low tier, apparently. Anyway. Oh, that's too bad. Um, he can't show you his moves. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you don't, uh, you only get to see, like, five of the stages right. that the game has, and it's got, like, 40 stages. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that would be great is if in Smash 5, there's just a stage hazards off toggle. Yes. So that we get to see more stages that could be competitive, because the only thing that would be different is like the layouts basically and if they could just do whatever they need to do to make four glory stages competitively viable like make them all the same size or whatever yeah whatever has to happen there i would love that because it frustrated me to no end that sakurai was like okay here guys we've got these for glory stages it's all like final destination you can use them in tournaments (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the competitive community was like, no, they're banned. Yeah. Come on! <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, like, it, I want instead of For Glory, instead of, like, those just, yeah, here's Final Destination right? Uh, with a coat of paint. Instead of that, I really would love to see Smash 5 do what uh, this game called Rivals of Ether does. Yeah, great game, Rivals of Ether. Yeah, Rivals of Ether is this indie uh, Smash-style game. Uh, that's built to be competitive from the ground up, and it's got some really inventive uh, movesets and features in it. One thing I love is the way they handle stages. They have ether stages and basic stages, what they call them. Ether stages all have, like, you know, wacky, like, stage hazards and stuff, uh, but nothing, like, super busted or broken, but stuff like, oh, there's a trampoline in the middle of the stage. Right. Or, like, oh, uh, if you hit this wall, it'll fall, and then there'll be, like, a gap in the stage. Uh, Like, they're all kind of minor stage hazards. But in case people don't like those, there's a basic stage where you just have the same stage, but with all the hazards are gone, and sometimes the layout's changed uh, to to be, like, a bit more competitively viable. And that's that's what I want. That's what I want in Smash 5. That would be a great new feature. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? Are there any uh, are there any sort of brand new things that you would be interested in uh, them including in this latest uh, Smash Bros. outing? Um... I mentioned Smash Tour. Right. And that was a very disappointing implementation mm-hmm. of uh, a Smash Bros. as a party game. But I think they were kind of on to something. Okay. Like, I, I could, I would be kind of happy with, like, a complete, like, retooling of that kind of mode. I already said that I'd, I'd love some kind of story mode. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though, like, Subspace Emissary was, like, really silly, I loved how silly it was, you okay. know? And I, I love seeing the characters interact. And uh, and some some of the cutscenes from Subspace Emissary were still, like, just so charming and, and fun. The the problem with Subspace Emissary was the, the gameplay wasn't great. It was kind of like a weird Kirby game that wasn't quite as fun. The other problem with Subspace Emissary was that Sonic showed up during the final boss fight. <laughs> what the fuck guys you add sonic to the game and then literally like you're fighting the master hand or something he's like hey i'm sonic that that was for development reasons Woo! He, he was added into the game at the last minute sonic okay. <laughs> well, well i mean you know still yeah that he was the reason the game was delayed <laughs> sega was like please make yeah. us relevant again please <laughs> take him take him and use him <laughs> Hey, can I just come over to you guys? Sega's really weird now. <laughs> other other than that, I I can't think of too many new features. I'd like Classic Mode to be a little less weird. Okay. Classic Mode is kind of weird in 4. And if they could maybe fix All-Stars that you don't have to literally fight all 50-plus characters in the cast. It's getting unwieldy now. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. getting unwieldy now. I really love the concept of All-Star Mode, but... <laughs> But whatever, like, that game, that mode gets hard, like, more prohibitively hard to play every time Sakurai adds right. more characters. And I want him to keep adding more characters. Please yes. do that. Here's uh, actually something I just thought of that I would like to kind of see them expand upon. You had in Smash 4 those, like, super giant stages where you could have much larger uh, battles between characters. Right. I would love for there to be more of those. Yeah. Because it felt very limited. It was like, here's some that were made specifically for this mode. You could also use these in this mode. 
Um, but I kind of, I wanted that to feel a little less tacked on and a little more, uh, kind of fully implemented. Uh, what's funny is after you stopped playing Smash 4, they kind of doubled the amount of stages that that supported that. That's nice. Keep doing that, guys. (laughs) Keep doing that. Also, hopefully the best stage in Smash 4, the Great Cave Offensive, will be making its return. I feel like, I, I feel like half of the people that were listening to this just <laughs> left. <laughs> I I understand why people dislike that stage. I'm not completely blind to the problems that the Great Cave Offensive has <laughs> as a stage, but that's my favorite part of Kirby Superstar, and I love that stage, and uh, I'll be sad to see it go. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite part of Kirby Superstar, too. That doesn't mean... <laughs> I'm... It's so cool. (laughs) You can kick people into lava. You can ride around on carts. There are items all over the place. I can't see the characters doing those things. Put your glasses on. (laughs) (laughs) The stage is so big. Whatever, man. (laughs) All you you haters who just stay at the very top of that stage in order to play it and never go down into where all the cool stuff is, you're just haters. I got my hater blockers on. You can't affect me. A lot of the time, uh, Sean used to work in uh, in education. I did. Uh, yeah, uh, he's he's been an administrator. He's been a teacher. Uh, living with Sean, I I tend to forget that a lot, a lot of the time. <laughs> that last sequence of words he said uh, reminded me that he was like a weird dad. I did learn. Point. I learned all of that from my students. <laughs> they trained me well. But yeah, uh, hmm. Any any other general predictions we'd like to make? Oh, I got one. Okay. Um, general roster size. Hmm. Uh, I th- I think I think there's going to be a pretty big roster. I think that they're going to try to keep as much of Smash 4's roster as they can. Well, refresh my memory a little. What 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 are we talking for roster sizes of previous Smashes? So Smash One had twelve. Really? Yeah. Wow. We've come so far. Yeah. Eight starting characters. Four unlockable. Uh, I think Melee had 25, Brawl had 39, and 4 finished with 58 characters. God, that's just... Including that's, the Miis. That's almost like adding 12 to the roster every time. That's uh, It's close to that. It's a little more than that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once we get up to the later titles. That's that's impressive. Yeah, and I, I think... I think that there's going to be, like, a little bit of trimming. Like, not a mm-hmm. lot, but just a little bit of trimming of that... Final Smash 4 roster. Who do you think is going to get the axe? I think some of the less, not all of the clones, but some of the less relevant ones okay. will not be coming back. God, I think please Dark, cut Dark Pit out I think of the Dark, game. I think Dark Pit's getting cut. I please, think, uh, um, or actually, but yeah, but maybe, maybe I'll talk, maybe I'll talk about that, uh, right. in like, you know, their, their relevant episodes. I think there'll be a little trimming so that they can add more than 10 characters total. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Uh, so that they don't have a final cast of like 80 fucking characters. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like the final roster will be under 70. Okay. Because, man, or or maybe like just 70. You right. Know? But, oh, uh, one thing I should mention about, about our predictions. The predictions I'll be making will be for the roster at the end of Smash 5's development. Right, so including DLC releases. Yeah, including DLC releases and everything else. Because I'm guessing that Metroid Prime 4 will not come out before Smash Bros. does. Okay. I'm guessing that uh, the new generation of Pokemon will not come out right. before Smash Bros. does. But I think content from those games could be added as DLC so when we when we learn more about those games and make predictions about them, I'll I'll be considering DLC inclusion as well, basically. Cool. But yeah, I, I think I think this will be a pretty big roster with a lot of of four coming back. Nice. Uh, but but a few omissions. Of course, if it's a port of four, then it might just be a four coming back. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> and also Splatoon. Yeah, it could vary. Like, there's still a chance. There's still a chance that this is just four point five. Right. But. For now, we're operating under the assumption that this is a big, greasy new game. I love and we're, grease. We're going all in on the Smash sandwich. <laughs> it's a greasy sandwich. sandwich. The greasy yes, it's smash. a big greasy sandwich. You really, you really latched on to to the word grease there, huh? Wario would love it. Anyway, <laughs> he'd fart so much. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so that covers our general predictions. So in future episodes. We'll be taking one to three franchises at a time and making predictions based on those. 
for a little preview of that, let's talk about the franchise that we know is going to be in, a Splatoon. Yes. So in most cases, we'll be sort of talking about each franchise's like history and past representation in Smash games. Splatoon is a brand new franchise right. for Smash, and the only representation has been a an inkling costume in the last game. So first of all, we we got a confirmed character from that game. We got the inkling. Looks like we'll get both male and female inklings, probably as like alternate costumes for each other. I'm guessing that the different colors for inkling are going to be great. I can see them like all wearing like different fun outfits oh, and stuff, true. having different hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I'm really glad Inkling's in this game because Inkling has so much cool moveset potential. I wholeheartedly agree. One thing I love is that I, I imagine you'll probably be able to like shoot ink onto uh onto the floor and then just That's a guarantee, I think. Yeah, and then the the ink on the floor just makes all of Inkling's other abilities better. Like they'll be able to swim through the ink to uh-huh. avoid attacks. They'll maybe be able to like have a really boosted like up B. There's an ability in Splatoon uh, proper where like you can touch an area on the map that has your ink on it and uh, just like uh, turn into a squid and rocket towards that spot. I right. wonder if uh, I wonder if Inkling's up B is going to like home in towards its ink. Basically, oh, that'd be really cool. Um, and uh, and maybe like the more ink you have on the field, the better your up B is or something. That would also be just a great up B generally, because I was having trouble thinking of up Bs for the inkling. Yeah, like you know, it's easy to think of like like mm. I have to imagine that down B is going to be like swimming through the ink or something. Yeah, or and just then, turning into a squid. Yeah, right. Side B is probably shooting the ink out. Uh, but yeah. I was having a lot of trouble with what the up B might be, and that's a good B suggestion. Yeah. We say B a lot in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll happen. I yep. think that's gonna happen. I think uh I think side B could be like any of the multiple sub weapons oh, that, uh that inklings have. Like uh it could throw bomb or it could uh it could throw out like that sprinkler. Oh, the sprinkler would be cool. See, here's what I would do because <clears throat> I overcomplicate everything <laughs> in life, but also when it comes to theorizing movesets for characters in video games. Yeah, that's part of why I brought you on because <laughs> Good. You're, you're very creative with moveset ideas. I'm glad. I would make it so that standing B causes the squid to switch between different Splatoon weapons and then side B fires that weapon. Oh, that'd So be... you've got the sniper, you've got the kind of roller, you know. Uh, um and uh, they swap between them that'd be really cool very complicated but shulk exists in the last game that's true this is a little bit deeper than shulk though shulk is like i'm putting on some armor <laughs> that makes me harder to hit inkling is like me and then they roll you over <laughs> true like yeah that would be completely like complete like moveset changes yes uh in some ways that'd be interesting i i wonder if they if they'll maybe just have like a gun stance and a roller stance, that I would I would accept that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, a lot of awesome moveset potential, and I'm really excited about that. Let's talk about assist trophies. Okay, Callie and Marie. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of cool potential for assist trophies in Splatoon. Mm-hmm. I can see Callie and Marie either like they show up and rock out or something. Mm-hmm. Alternately, Pearl and Marina could do the same thing. That's true. However, I I think placement for either of those pairs of characters would be on a stage that I'll talk about in a second. Cool. There's stuff that happens in Splatoon uh, 1 and apparently 2 story modes in which Kaylee and Marie could, like, do something more active. Callie. Uh, Callie. Callie Marie. All right. Calamari. I I learned that before and then I forgot it and it's cute to me every time I remember. I just learned it just now, but I was trying to act like I knew it about it already to be cool. Oh. Um, but now I'm admitting that I will uh, <laughs> not cool at all. <laughs> There's also uh, characters uh, like Agents 1 and 2 in Splatoon 1 story mode. I think Captain Cuttlefish could maybe show up sure. as an assist trophy. Do you like some support stuff? One assist trophy idea I have is uh, Judd, the the cat that like judges the matches. Like He shows up and then like uh, a fucking like, percentage bar will show up like underneath him. Uh, and then like... He'll like hit someone with the uh, with the with the percentage bar like by, by like cute. waving his flag. That is cute. The vendor, the the fucking the guy with the with the hot dogs or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy maybe. <laughs> I think there's a. I think there's some cool Splatoon potential for assist trophies. 
I don't know if it'll necessarily get any assist trophies, though. Hmm, okay. I, because not, not every franchise gets an assist trophy. That's true. Um, Do you think that the fact that they're the first new character getting revealed makes it more or less likely that they will get assist trophies? I'd say neither. Okay. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd say the order with which they get revealed has no bearing on, on their likelihood for, for assist trophy addition. However, I do feel like Splatoon 2 is such a big deal that they'll that they'll want to give him an assist trophy. So I could see it being Judd. I could see it being some form of Callie or Marie. Also, I talked about bosses. Yes. If bosses are in this game, DJ Octavio from mm-hmm. from Splatoon story mode uh, would be perfect. And he's kind of one of the reasons I want there to be like story bosses. Because fighting him in a Smash game yes. would be hilarious and fun. He's just like this fucking... This fucking DJ octopus that like rides around in the spaceship with like turntables in it and and stuff, and he's like he's for, great. For he, those of you who maybe wrote off Splatoon story mode, never played it, you know, never played Splatoon, whatever. I am kind of with you. Like when I first was playing Splatoon one, I got a little bit into story mode, and I was like, this is fine, but whatever. And then I right. stopped. That story mode has some of the coolest bosses in like video games yeah there are really cool bosses in that story mode yeah yeah so cool Uh, absolutely worth you know revisiting if you're wii u if you own a wii u (laughs) (laughs) and it has been collecting dust like bust that out the whole yeah and dj octavio is a super fun boss Mm -hmm. if he's if bosses don't exist i could see dj octavio being an assist trophy yeah I agree. where he rides around and just shoots beats at you or whatever uh whatever it was he did stages yes god there's so many stages mm-hmm. that that could be in smash from splatoon i feel like we might get more than one splatoon stage actually i think that we're going to get a splatoon stage where it's a flying stage and it goes between a bunch of different splatoon stages yeah i that's a possibility I would to be clear. I would be disappointed in that decision. Yeah, <laughs> I think that there's a lot of cool stuff that could be done. Yeah, it's just I feel as though that's going to be the cold hard reality that's going to upset my beautiful dark twisted um, fantasy. I disagree because there are other franchises where the flying stage makes more sense. Okay, and they generally do that like once or twice per game. So I think Splatoon is going to be safe because it makes perfect sense for another decision. They'll talk about in a future episode. Ooh. Oh, we're already building up suspense. You now have to keep listening to this podcast. <laughs> so I think that either Incopolis Square or Incopolis Plaza. Those being the, the main hubs, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, Incopolis Plaza is the main hub in Splatoon 1. Square is the hub in Splatoon 2. Okay. I think one of those will be a stage. Cool. And I'm leaning towards Square, uh, yeah, because it's more recent. It's very relevant. Um, yeah, I I can't really think of any specific gimmicks for the stage, but I think it's a very iconic location. I've got uh, one. You can run into the shops. Ha! <laughs> oh, that's that's kind of cool. That's that's kind of cool. <laughs> like the music changes. You're in the shop. You can do different stuff in there as opposed to outside. That's what I would do if I were Sakurai. <laughs> I would make lots of different decisions if I were Sakurai. Yeah, that is one of the decisions that I would make. That's that's weird. <laughs> that's that's weird, but that's interesting. Thank you. One thing that wouldn't really affect the gameplay. But I would want it to be nighttime sometimes, sure. and Pearl and Marina will be playing a concert in the background. That's cool. Yeah. It'd be cool if, like, during the daytime, Callie and Marie were doing their talk show, and then at nighttime, Pearl and Marina were doing a concert. That'd be neat, yeah. But then I think there's also a good chance that there will be a stage in the game that's also a stage in Splatoon 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of cool options. There's uh, there's the Moray Towers, yes. which uh, which like have a lot of like vertical shit going on that I think would be cool in the Smash stage. I love vertical shit. Uh, there's Port Mackerel with like all the fucking all the crates and mm-hmm. and stuff. I could see them doing something fun with like conveyor belts or something, you know, on yeah. a stage like that. I'd say my pick. My my hard guess for Splatoon stage is actually kind of a recent addition to Splatoon 2, so maybe hmm. it'll be, like, this could be added later, like as DLC or something, is the Manta Maria stage, which is just, like, a pirate ship. Ah, true. Yeah. Sakurai does love his ship levels. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the Manta Maria, maybe even, like, the Manta Maria is, like, moving around, like, while you're fighting on it, mm-hmm. but, like, you have, like, the three different masts that, like, are platforms that you can jump on. 
I think that would be one of the coolest stages they could do. So, so. maybe it's not a <laughs> flying stage. Maybe it's a sailing stage. <laughs> and you sail between different Splatoon levels on that ship. I don't know. Maybe. I wouldn't put it past right uh, past that team. But I'd say more just moves around. Like, it, it docks at at places occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe those places aren't Splatoon stages. Maybe they're just, like, platforms to the side. I don't know. Finally, items. Boy, there's there's a lot of items. Yeah, there's several items in Splatoon 2. Really, some of them could just be, like, ink guns. Yeah. You know, you could pick up the sniper gun or whatever. Yeah, or an ink um, zooka or something. Right, yeah. And then, obviously, there's, of course, like, the support weapons and the special weapons that yeah. could also factor in. Yeah, like the sprinkler or the uh, or the bombs. Right. Or, yeah. I um, hate those bombs. In actual Splatoon, <laughs> it's so frustrating to deal with people who are using the bombs. Yeah, I'd I'd say the I'd say the bombs are kind of likely to appear, but I I think we'll get at minimum one Splatoon item because the, just the arsenal in that game is insane. Yeah, it's enormous. Yeah, any any other Splatoon related thoughts or guesses as to what we'll see in a in Smash Five? No, I have lots of Splatoon two thoughts. Not any more that have to do with smash 5 specifically (laughs) (laughs) right like the nintendo direct we watched also can't wait for those octolings that is not going to factor into splatoon 5 into smash bros 5 yeah not splatoon 5 (laughs) there are only two splatoons octoling costumes for the inklings would be cool Ooh, true Uh, but i i don't think that's gonna happen me neither yeah but uh also worth noting i think inklings are the only playable splatoon representation we'll see yes I just agree. just for the record i i think that inkling is the only playable character but we'll we'll see a lot of like other representation we'll see assist trophies on stages and items for it and a bunch of just fun looking regular trophies because that game's got an, an amazing aesthetic and a really fun look some great character designs and they're going to want to show that off yeah you know they got some fresh ink <clears throat> going on in that game the freshest ink but yeah that sums up splatoon yes and when we get to other franchises we'll get to go even more in depth because we'll have we'll have past representation to draw off of for for those franchises what are we talking about next time daniel next time on the next episode of a smashing theory uh we are tackling the super mario bros franchise wow we're going to have to do a really deep dive into that one because nobody's ever heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, We're going to have a lot to talk about because Mario's got a lot of history. Yes. And therefore, uh, we're going to be talking about the mainline Mario franchise as in this as in like the main mario characters the stuff that's covered by the mushroom icon in smash mm-hmm. so we're not going to be talking about mario spin-off characters like right. donkey kong or wario or yoshi those will be their own episode later right so uh, if you listeners at home have your own theories have your own guesses for what new mario characters or stages or items or assist trophies you, we are going to see in smash 5 then send us an email at asmashingtheory at gmail.com, or you can send us a tweet with your thoughts at asmashingtheory on Twitter. And we'll read it on the podcast and yeah. tell you what we think the likelihood of that happening is. We'll tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> or just how creative we think you are yeah, and give you, give you a little e-pat on the head. We're nice fellas. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna roast you because you think that the soldier from Call of Duty is going to be in Smash Five. We're not gonna roast you for that. Don't say that. <laughs> we're not gonna roast you for that. You're... Don't worry, we won't judge you for your decisions. Don't make this decision. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening, and we will smash you later. No, we won't. <laughs> Well, uh, oh, thank, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Um, I'm Sean. And I'm Daniel. And until you hear from us again next week, make sure that you have a smashing time. All right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs>